0: Ave Maria Mutual Funds, seeking the moral high ground for 20 years. Pro-life, pro-family, and Catholic values have
1: guided us to the top. St. Alphonsus, he says, a priest gives greater honor to God than all the angels and saints and the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, that they've ever given because their worship cannot be of infinite value. He's talking about the sacrifice of the Mass.
0: Hey, my friends, you know what I love? I love it when authors, professors, or writers are really generous by taking a complex topic, summarizing it, and giving us the jewels out of all of their hard labor, their research. And uh, we've got a new book out on St. Alphonsus de Liguori, who has very, very extensive writings, except that we get to boil it down to the jewels, and it's done by none other than Stephen Cox, LifeSite News, his own writer. And uh, he's put out a book called St. Alphonsus for the 21st Century, which I'm sure you're going to love. We're going to talk about it here on the John Hunter Weston Show. Stay tuned. Stephen Cox, welcome to the program.
1: Thank you for having me, John Hunter. It's great to be here.
0: Let's begin, as we always do, at the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Stephen, maybe we can start with why St. Alphonsus of Liguori? Why did you uh, Why did you start this book?
1: Yeah, so I would like to say that I chose San Alphonsus, but I think more or less he chose me 10 years ago when I was uh, in my late 20s. Um, I just happened by chance to, uh, I was living with a friend uh, of mine at the time we were former college uh, friends and um, he moved back into town and just one night we were chatting in the living room and there was a stack of books I said, what are all those because they was you know, a foot tall. And I said, uh, you know, "Where did you get those?" And he said, "Oh, I just found them at some bookstore or something." And uh, you know, we were talking about spiritual topics, and I I just opened it up, and it was Saint Alphonsus, and it was all of his old books from the 1800s when they were printed. He actually lived in 1696, lived till 1780s. But um, the books I had obtained were were just so powerful, and and I was reading them, and the quotations that Saint Alphonsus was using. I mean, he was quoting from church fathers, from from, from almost every book of the Bible, and I, within 10 minutes, just was so blown away by it. I said, where has this been my entire life? I mean, where, why don't priests preach like this anymore? Why don't um, uh, we hear this from the popes, for that matter, uh, The just the sound grasp of the traditions of the church? And so but over time, uh, it just became uh, a, a desire to really reach um, those family and friends who I have been trying to, you know, um, make uh, more aware of the issues going on in the church, as well as this basic spirituality. And I wasn't having great success. And so I said, you know, I saw what Saint Juan did for me in my own spiritual life and, and understanding of, of, of our faith. And so I said, this has to be more well-known. And so I, I think just providentially um, using my God-given talents and all praise to God for any good this book does, um, it just kind of happened that way. and so and so here it is, finally, uh, ten years later, after a long journey.
0: beautiful. what What did you really hope to uh, convey in here? I see it has a lot of uh, prayers of Saint Alphonsus that are usually not found. Where'd you get those from? and and uh, what do you think is will be the takeaway for most people?
1: Yeah, so uh, a lot of the prayers that he has are in just the various writings that he's had. Uh, published, um, but ev- everywhere I was reading, they were not in any one single space, so it was uh, a challenge to find all of those, gather them together, uh, and present them in one place for, for people who want to read them all in, in this spot. Um, I think, to, to backtrack a bit, I think, you know, to you have to go back to the founding of the Redemptorist Order by St. Alphonsus, and he was one of eight children, um, two of his brothers entered religious life, two of his sisters entered religious life, and he was uh, not, he didn't become a priest. He didn't enter the, uh, the seminary until he was 27. A very successful mm-hmm. lawyer. His father was grooming him into that career, and he was very successful at it. And so he was among the nobility in, in Naples uh, at the time, again, the 1700s. And his his career was on that trajectory. His father wanted him to be married, arranged for him to be married. Um, But he gave that all up uh, after losing a court case, a very profound and very important uh, court case. And so to understand I think the parallels is Saint Alphonsus gave all that up to go and found the 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 Congregation for the Most Holy Redeemer to preach to the peasants in the Italian countryside basically Uh, Mm -hmm. people laughed at him for doing that for giving up his fame and his career and um, you know I look back at that and Saint Alphonsus gave that all up to to preach to the most abandoned souls that's the motto of the redemptress and you look Mm -hmm. around today where are we at in the church's history? We 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 are so uh, um, far away we, from the church's traditions. We're 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 abandoned by by our flock, um, our shepherds. And so there's a parallel there, I think, um, to be said. And you know that's why I think Saint Paulus needs to be understood again today. And primarily, I think about what he says about the priesthood. So we'll probably get into that in just a moment. But that I think will probably be the biggest takeaway is Saint um teachings on the priesthood on a religious life, uh, seminarians, and there's also a, a section in the book about women religious. Um, and so, so it's for everybody, really, this book, for everyone at different stages in their lives.
0: Hmm. So what is it about the priesthood that he says that's so striking today that, that makes it seem like we're, you know, where we need, we need to head in his direction or back in his direction, if you will?
1: Right. Well, I mean, growing up, uh, I mean, when I went to Catholic grade school, high school, and even college, and and for grad school. Um, and the thing you often hear is um uh, the churchmen the church today rails against clericalism, uh this this undue uh power of just obeying whatever the, the priest or the bishop says, and that's it. And um today there's a sort of a an improper um exaltation of the laity when it comes to the church divine mission, but St. Alphonse is Uh, reiterates, and here's, I'll I'll give you a direct quote, Um, he says, a priest gives greater honor to God than all the angels and saints and the Blessed Virgin Mary uh, that they've ever given, because their worship cannot be of infinite value, and he's talking about the sacrifice of the Mass, and he goes on, the power of the priest surpasses that of the Blessed Virgin, because she cannot absolve even one sin, okay, Um, and so when I first understood that, I mean, that is, something that uh that santa says it, it, um, confession frees the soul from the, the claws of the devil from from the snares of hell and when a priest does that that's something um mary could could not do uh, the angels cannot do and uh that uh understanding of of the priesthood as well as what Saint Alphonsus says about when the priest says the words at the consecration in, in mass god himself obeys obeys him. Uh, he 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 will descend to the altar at mass. And so the priest must be pure. The priest must um, deny himself in, in all sorts of ways, um his tastes, his his preferences, uh, and and live only to pleasing God. I think when you hear about that, um and when you really read it in the book, when it presents itself, you you think about, you know, what's the state of the clergy today? What is the state of the church today? I mean,, uh, uh, priests don't wear their cassocks. It's something Saint Alphonsus says priests should be doing at all times. Um, priests should not should be ignoring. Uh, here's another quote: His own conveniences, his interests, and amusements. Um, I mean, really, what it gets down to is um, we have to have a proper hierarchical understanding, not an egalitarian, flattened sort of synodal church. We we have to have that proper understanding of the priesthood, what they do, um, and 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 their power, because And priests have to understand that too. Um, There's a a quote in uh, the book that uh, St. Alphonsus says, um, the good morals and the salvation of the people depend on good pastors. If there is a good priest in charge of the parish, you will soon see devotion flourishing and people praying. Hence the proverb like pastor, like parish. So Hmm. if there's not, as it is the case today, People are not praying. People are not going to mass. We're not going to confession. Uh, Priests are not even telling people to go to confession before they receive uh, communion. This is all upside down uh, and complete opposite of what St. Alphonse has advised in so many ways.
0: Listen, dear friends, long gone are the days where you and I could just simply trust what the nightly news broadcasted or consider what we read in the local newspaper as the truth. The mainstream media deceives the world telling them bold-faced lies and often using fear to scare and control the masses. Now, how many of you are already seeing your friends and family back to grabbing their masks or scheduling another vaccine due to the uptake the media is covering about COVID or something else? Well, we've had enough. We can't let the mainstream media shape our culture and influence our family and friends. We must make sure that the truth is available to all to remind and warn the world of the lies that are continuing to be spread. So today at LifeSite, we kick off our fall campaign, and I need your help to strengthen LifeSite's voice for truth. To keep LifeSite news fully operational in the United States, Canada, and around the world, we must raise 500,000 by October the 1st. So please pause this video now, pray right now about making a contribution, and then do as you are called to do by the Lord. Thank you for your attention. And now back to the program. Hmm. Um. What was it about um, Saint Alphonsus's life that probably touched you the most?
1: Oh, it's a great question. I think I think what um, his leaving the world behind, his uh, success he's had been having in the world. Uh, again, he was a civil and canon lawyer. He got he his degrees when he was sixteen. Um, he was raised to be uh, amongst the most high-ranking. Um, layman um, in in the whole entire kingdom. His father was the, the captain of the royal galleys, so the navy. Um, he was very high ranking. He was invited to and actually did attend um, uh, events and celebrations for uh, the Roman, Holy Roman Emperor at the time, and he had everything you could want. I mean, his father, again, uh, tried to arrange marriage for him twice, and uh, it was at this famous court case involving the Grand Duke of Tuscany, and uh, it was when he was 26 and he lost the case, despite everyone in the kingdom um, knowing what this case was about. And he had been having so much success. And it was scuttled not through, or he lost the case, rather, not through his own negligence, which is which is something that historians actually suggest or, or say happened quite a bit. Actually, there's been recent scholarship um, that, that discovers that uh, the judge was actually bribed um, with a pair of bears, of all things, at the time, again, like the 1720s. Uh, and that a cardinal uh, was involved with some of this, and that the, the Medici, okay, the very famous Italian Medici family, uh, lawyers um, were his opponents, and so they they ge- became uh, successful. And and Alphonsus, when he was decided against, when he was ruled against, uh, an entirely unjust manner, again, he, he had, I think the court, it was on, the justice was on his side. And um, he said, courts, I will never, never see you again, world I know thee now. And that spoke to me so much um, about just understanding all his vanity. And it's helped me put into perspective uh, everything uh, in life, in, um, uh, in my professional life and everything else. And so it's like you, you have to see what the Saints are so um, what they give up. Oftentimes, but we don't always remember. So that's impacted me the most about about his personal life, which I resonate with very much. So.
0: So here's something interesting. This guy at 16 was finished his law degree. Now, I don't care what kind of system they had. At 16, that means he was a genius of some sort.
1: He was given the most uh, prestigious tutors in the entire country. Um, He had relatives who were also uh, clergymen. He was a master harpsichordist, so he he knew how to play instruments. Um, He painted he um, wrote poems and hymns, as we mentioned earlier. Um, one of his most famous ones is from Starry Skies, Thou Fallest. It's still a very famous song in Italy. Uh, Andrea Bocelli sings it around Christmas time every year. Um, so, so look it up. And I've included, included those in in the book. So people who want to learn more about not just the spirituality of St. Alphonsus, but also his his understandings on, I, I mean, he was very much uh, uh, a genius and gifted by God. And again, he he gave that all up to, to uh, become um, a, a priest, and, and he wrote, he didn't begin writing, really quick, Don Henry, uh, interesting fact here, he didn't start writing, or he didn't f- publish his first work until he was in his late 40s, okay, and he lived till uh, 91, so, you know, he wrote over 110 books, pamphlets, um, treatises on spiritual, moral, the, um, moral, doctrinal, Marian topics, and some of these are not small works. The his glories of Mary is over 600 pages long. And so um he was t- entirely gifted with 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 uh, just a, a soaring intellect. He is a doctor of the church it should be should be made known. Um so so yeah, it, but he gave it all back to God. That's the that's the beautiful thing of the story is he didn't keep it to himself to make money, to become a famous lawyer. Um he uh, gave it all back to God and and that's uh, something that's it's all in the book. So you learn about his private life as well as uh, some of his other pastoral Um, accomplishments.
0: What I found truly fascinating was that despite his absolutely brilliant intellect, he actually made it his mission to go and talk to the outcasts, to the poor, to the, you know, how would they understand him even?
1: Well, this is the great thing about St. Alphonsus is that there's a section in the book about preaching. Um, He said, uh, I never gave a sermon that the the littlest old lady in the back of the church could not understand. Okay, so he he revolutionized uh, preaching uh, at the time. So he he never uh, used bombastic speech, uh, high language, something that the lady could not understand, which is which was actually in vogue at the time, and and easily something that someone of his learned stature could could have done. I mean, he again, as you mentioned, he um uh, he was a genius, and uh, but he made it simple. He met the people where they were. And that attests to his um, Christ-like nature. I mean, Christ did not use complex language and, you know, all sorts of uh, confusing uh, sentences. It was very direct, very simple, straightforward. And St. Alphonsus recommends that for priests today. And, and I hope they will uh, adopt it very much.
0: Now, you mentioned about wearing cassocks. Um, and that's a, that's a big deal today. Um, a lot of priests, even very good holy priests, they... They will sometimes, particularly when traveling, let's say, uh, not wear their cassocks because it's, you know, they get spit on or it's uncomfortable, it's hot, it's 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 difficult. Um, what did Son Alphonsus say about that?
1: Well, he, he understood from the, from the day he was ordained, he actually wrote up a list of bullet points about um, what his purpose in life is now. And he said, um, I am a priest, uh, I am greater. He understood uh, that the priest is the priesthood itself, okay, not uh, is above the glory of the angels. They can do things the angels cannot. So, mm. priests have to live with angelic purity and be role models for everyone at all times. There, there, there's no break. You are a priest forever, according to, to scripture, even in the next world a, after we die. Um, the famous saying is uh, the, the highway to hell is uh, paved with the skulls of bishops and priests. Um, and, and that's the case for St. Alphonsus. He understood that your entire life from that moment on is a continual sacrifice to God. And and the cassock represented that clerical state that you cannot escape. And so he always said, uh, here's a, a, some several quotes from him. He said, priests must flee from worldly conversations, be quiet and gentle at home. They should be edifying in church. Priests should always guard against everything that can offend their eyes and their ears games of amusement are but little suited to a minister of god he said modesty in all things modesty in looks modesty in gait modesty in conversation okay so it was a really complete self-denial of the total denunciation of the will for alphonsus um um he did that when uh, he was made a bishop as well and later in life at age 66 uh, he offered that up, he, he did not want to be appointed a bishop uh, in his late 60s, he was very ill in his later years, but but he understood that it's a complete crucifixion, and that I think is is really missing from the priesthood again today, uh, and again as he said, like pastors, like parish, uh, we're seeing that trickle down to the faithful, and it's very, it's very sad, but um, St. Alphonsus, there's a reason he's a saint, there's a reason he's a doctor of the church, and um, I think those attest to that fact.
0: Um, one of the things that um, he talks about in the book is about religious vocations. Um, what does he say about that? Because we, we see very little of, other than the, the priesthood, the religious life today. Um, you know, it's. I still remember trying to find any nun uh, that I could show to my kids because it was like they were non-existent. Now, mind you, I'm in Canada and maybe that's a different story elsewhere, but... It was a challenge. So what did he say about religious life?
1: So firstly, um, he does give advice to parents on this topic and um, he he, he actually gives some pretty strong advice. Um, He tells uh, mothers to not let their uh, daughters especially be around young men who um, have strong feelings for them. Uh, He tells fathers especially because he understood that the male is the head of the household um, to not allow their children to frequent uh places of, of occasions of sin, um, and to every day pray with their children, to end the day uh with recollection about what how the day went, um, and to encourage their child, if they have the inclination to do so, um, to, to religious life. He says, sinning against uh, religious vocation, in other words, to, to deny a child a potential vocation is a double sin, he says. Not only is this sin against charity, but also against piety, okay, by denying the church a potential. Uh, soul to live in its service. And St. Alphonsus' parents understood this, but the, 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 his father, not so much. His father definitely wanted him to go into the career, and he even um, when Alphonsus told him he wanted to be a priest, um, he, he he locked him in the room, in his room. Um, he, he, it was not a good um, several years. He actually received formation uh, for three years, uh, from 27 to 30, living at his parents' house, and it was very um, uh, con- con- sometimes conflict, conflict uh, in- emerged between him and his father, uh, who again later in life accepted um, his son's vocation. But he says to seminarians to to always uh, um, visit uh, the Blessed Mother uh, and to pray. Uh, so pray the Rosary uh, every day uh, and to visit uh, the Eucharistic adoration. Okay, so these are the two very big things that Saint Alphonsus says, uh, especially for laity, but especially to seminarians and priests, is to make frequent visits to Eucharistic adoration as often as possible. He also says to um, obey your superior unless there's any sort of dramatic um, uh, sinful command. Um, And he said, always be humble, be willing to be humiliated in your community. And it actually makes the interesting point that in all the communities that there are religious vocations, um, even if there are saints among them, God's going to allow um, some irritation to happen just based on the variety of souls, personality differences, and things like that, but God, but Saint Alphonsus says it's for the the seminarian's own good that that happens because it keeps them reminding, remindful of the fact that heaven is not on earth. Um, that dealing with um, others and offering that suffering up uh, is part of the the priestly life, and um, to to pray always. Uh, prayer is oxygen for the soul. I've read uh, elsewhere Saint Alphonsus agrees with that, and he mentions that entirely. In his, in his writings, he says the priest has to devoutly pray uh, his office, um, and and again the, the seminarians as well as nuns um, uh, need to understand to, to offer all of that up and to, to be committed to their vocation and to say, unless unless I want to be a saint, unless uh, don't enter unless you want to be a saint, is what he says. If you don't have the attitude of giving all to God, um, don't enter. And he says, actually, one last point, John Henry, to, to the young women, he tells them uh, married women. Uh, he he actually advises several uh, of the young women who asked. who wrote letters to him. He wrote thousands of letters. It, it, his letters are are beyond scope. Um, he said, "Look at look at married women. They have to deal with husbands, children, in laws, birthday, all these things. The happiest women on earth are those in the convent." And he says, "If more women understood this, everyone every woman would be a nun." And um, I, I think that's uh, keen advice for young, young women today uh, to, to consider that. Uh, it's such a glorious vocation. And St. Alphonsus encourages both young men and women in his writing. So, um, yeah, he, he, he definitely gives great advice to seminarians and those who want to pursue the priesthood.
0: Hey, my friends, now is the time to stand up and fight. We are just about to have the Synod on Synodality. Everything that you've seen indicates that it's going to be an absolute disaster. We have Father James Martin as a personal appointee of the Pope speaking at it. We've got Cardinal Supich, Cardinal Tobin. These picks of the Pope to engage in this synod are indicative of where we're going. We're going into heresy. And at these times of great crisis... The church, especially those called in the laity to work for the glory of Christ in his church, are called to gather and strategize. Back in 2014, LifeSite launched something called Rome Life Forum. It was a gathering at that point of some 75 life and family leaders from all around the world to strategize as to what we could do. And When we gathered, the majority of people were most concerned about what? About Pope Francis, about what was going on in Rome. But this was 2014, but the life and family leaders saw it first. Now, a decade on, we are confronted with some of the most severe challenges the church has ever faced. And so our tradition at LifeSite is to continue with Rome Life Forum, which has continued every year until we had to take a break over COVID because we weren't permitted. But we're starting it up again. Please come, if you feel so called, to Rome, October 31st and November 1st, the very end of the Synod on Synodality, and uh, we'll be there to strategize with His Eminence, with His Excellency, and with many life and family leaders from around the world. For LifeSite News, this is John Henry Weston. And may God bless you. Now, he has a big volume on Our Lady called The Glories of Mary. What did you glean from there? What's your takeaway from there?
1: Yeah, so um, I could have written an entire chapter on that that book alone. Um, I decided to write just four subchapters in the last last chapter. Um, <clears throat> he he clarifies that Mary, the name of Mary, is of divine origin. Okay, it's it it, it has a name. Uh, that name itself is is holy, uh, and uh, Mary was created by God. Um, she is, he says, like the moon to the sun. Whereas God is the sun, uh, perfect, bright, illuminating. Uh, Mary is the moon. She reflects that beauty uh, at night, especially. And he says the soul in sin uh, is in darkness, but he can turn to Mary. Uh, he can turn to Mary for 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 hope, for for help and getting back to God. And he says we should make Mary our mother because look at the example that Christ gave us. He lived his private life uh, until he was 30 under Mary and Joseph's tutelage, uh, under their obedience. And so he has special uh, remarks for lady, but especially priests too. He says, priest, you, mother is the Mary of priests. At the cross, Christ said to St. John, um, behold your mother, uh, the, the mother of priests, um, and the mother of all of us as well, St. Alphonsus says. So um, he also makes the point that uh, at judgment, God is uh, going to, Christ, Christ is going to judge us according to justice, right? Uh, and Mary will be there uh, to plead with him uh, to be our intercessor of mercy. She's the queen of mercy. So she will be there if we've prayed again throughout our lives and put, our under, put ourselves under her her patronage by not sinning. Um, she will be there to be our advocate. And St. Alphonsus most importantly, says though, to be a child of Mary, we have to to give up sin. We have to be worthy of her, of her protection by following in the footsteps of her son, uh, Jesus Christ. So we can't expect Mary to intercede for us um, during our last hours, or or when we're judged, if we haven't been availing ourselves to her protection, and you know, one thing he personally did, Mary appeared to him on several occasions. Um, when he was preaching, uh, one time in the uh, uh, in in Italy, uh, he elevated off the ground one time when he was giving a sermon on her. The the, the laity said um, his face shone uh, very sparkling. Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Um, she was actually the icon of her was given to the Redemptorist Order by Pope uh, Blessed Pius IX in the 1800s. So they're the uh, actual protectors of Our Lady of Perpetual Help. Mm. Uh, Saint Alphonsus feast fasted on Saturdays uh, uh, throughout his whole life. He wore chains around his neck uh, to make to make eating an act of mortification. He sprinkled uh, bitter herbs on his food um, and. He uh, uh, always instructed his priests to give sermons on Mary. And he always said those were some of the most edifying sermons the priests ever gave. So he was very devoted to the Blessed Mother uh, and and encouraged great devotion to her.
0: Beautiful. Want to get to, before we close, uh, where can we get the book? And uh, where can we follow what you're doing?
1: Yeah, so St. Alphonsus for the 21st Century, if you just type that into Amazon, it's uh, published through there. And um, uh, say, uh, one thing to mention is that Archbishop Vigano has lent his endorsement to the book, so um, uh that very gracious to him. Uh, Father Alphonsus uh, Maria, he's a redemptorist priest, a traditional redemptorist priest who preaches missions. Um, he's endorsed the book as well. And uh, so I'm very grateful to them, as well as uh, uh, the typesetter, Kenneth Lieblich, uh, my Michael Schrauser did the cover, and I have to mention my friend Alex Barbas, they helped so much with this book. Um, so thank you for, for them uh you can obviously find the book on uh, amazon like i said uh you can follow my work on twitter uh at steven cox and obviously here at life Side news uh, uh where we're doing so many great things and thank you again for john Jen henry for having me on and being able to bring saint alphonsus to our readers and the church in this world again i think his main message uh, i think hopefully everybody again can can buy the book you're going to find different things that come out at you at this book. You know, if you're a fallen away Catholic, you don't know how to pray, you're going to understand his writings on prayer. And it's really going to help you pray more. If you're, you know, a college student pursuing or thinking about a vocation, there's something in there for you. There's something for parents uh, and so many others. So um, I think that's what God wants in this time is for those principles to to come back and to really help the church.
0: Beautiful. Stephen, thank you for the great work that you've done. God bless you.